Hi, inside the mix podcast fans, it's Robson Darker, solo artist and lead singer from Electric Skin. I have a new single called Run 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 Stay Awake with the Berlin-based producer Ralphie Gray out now in the electrifying space remix by Crispy. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, SoundCloud, Bandcamp and YouTube. You are listening to the Inside the Mix podcast. Here's your host, Mark Matthews. Hello and welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm Mark Matthews, your host, musician, producer and mix and mastering engineer. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about your favorite synth music artists, music engineering and production, songwriting and the music industry. I've been writing, producing, mixing and mastering music for over 15 years and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Inside the Mix podcast. As always, if you are a new listener or viewer, if you're on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button. And in particular on YouTube, make sure you hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever there's a new episode of the Inside the Mix podcast. And if you are a returning listener or viewer, a big welcome back. So in the previous episode, episode 104, I mentioned that I was going on holiday. So I had a welcome week off. I was still posting bits and pieces on Instagram just to uh, keep the promotional trail going, as it were, the promotional effort. But I had some well-deserved time off and I ended up in a shepherd's hut in North Devon, just outside of Biddeford. Uh, the shepherd's hut is called Pip's Hut, and it's in a place called Fairies Cross. It's near a place called Westwood Ho, which is the only place in the UK which has a character similar to an exclamation mark in it. I can't remember what those characters are by uh, definition, um, their specific name, but there you go. A bit of trivia for you. They're one for the pub quiz. But it was amazing. It were, it did rain, admittedly. We went to a place called Clovelly, um, which you had to pay to get into. It's like the only village or town that I know of that you have to pay to get into, but it was very picturesque. But it did rain the whole time. And uh, it's very steep and there are cobbles. So it uh, I walked up and down it pretty easily. But uh, my girlfriend, she struggled. It, it took a bit of time. But we had a great time. We also went to Exmoor Zoo as well. And I hadn't been there in about 15 years. And it has greatly improved. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, we also, as I mentioned, went to Westwood Ho and a few other places. Croyd, um, uh, National Trust walk along there. That was beautiful. You've probably seen if you follow the podcast on Instagram that I posted a video of that in particular. So we had a great time and now we're returning back to uh, podcast activity and music production. I also want to mention actually that I bought, if you're watching this on YouTube, I bought a new movie poster. So sat behind me, I'm pointing, I don't know if I'm pointing in the right way, is a, uh, I say sat, it's on the wall. It's a movie poster. It's the Nightmare on Elm Street movie poster I've been looking for for ages. So I added it to the collection. As again on YouTube, if you're watching, you can see I've got an alien one. I've got a Texas Chainsaw one. It's not an official movie poster. And this one here, I've got a Lost Boys one. It's Santa Clara. So my collection is steadily growing. And I've got an Exorcist film clip. But you can't see that. It's on the other side. It's on top of one of the monitors. But I just also want to give a shout out to this amazing shop that I found in Barnstable. It's called Eclectic. So if you are ever in North Devon and Barnstable, do go there. They're extremely nice people there, Mark and Charlotte Gallagher. And uh, I was there for ages just chatting about memorabilia. And they have a vast array of signed memorabilia. It's all official stuff. And I was that close to buying this signed Pazuzu doll uh, doll statue head from there. It was about 60 quid. I might go back and get it. But they had loads. I'm a big horror fan. They had Hellraiser, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, as I mentioned, The Exorcist. The Exorcist is like one of my favorite films of all time. And they had a huge signed poster there. Not uh, by Linda Blair, but the other actress who plays the possessed 
Reagan McNeil, but I can't remember her name. Um, she also signs the Pazuzu doll. So yeah, I just want to give a shout out to that shop. It's an amazing shop, eclectic in Barnstable. Do go check it out if you're ever in North Devon and the UK, obviously. So digging into episode 105, this episode, it, hopefully you would have listened or watched episode 104 where we started this compression dynamic range journey. And we looked at how we can use clip gain and clip gain automation, as it were, to control macro dynamics. Now, in this episode, we are once again looking at macro dynamics, but we're going to be using upward compression. So I'm going to show you a quick way that I use compression, upward compression, parallel compression, if you will, a nice transparent compression just to bring those quieter sections perceived to be slightly louder. And, and just helping that dynamic range within a master. So that's what I'm going to be showing you today. But before we dive into that, um, as you probably, if you are a regular listener, you will know what's going to come up next. And it's that I've got my five essential free mastering plugins guide available at synthmusicmastering.com or click on the link in the episode description and download that. Um, because those plugins in particular, I use daily in my mastering work and also mixing as well. I'm going to be using one of them today, the TDR Kotelnikov Mastering Compressor. So let's dive into this week's episode. So here we are in Reaper, my DAW of choice for mastering. Um, I really do like Reaper. I think it's brilliant. And I've got this song here. So this is called Let You Go and it features Indigo on vocals. I've used it a few times in podcast tutorial episodes and it's going to feature it on my new EP. I've got one song to go, folks. I need a vocalist for one more song. And then I'm going to release it. But I'm going to be using these songs in these tutorials. So I've got this bridge section here. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm just going to highlight it here and set a cycle cycle region. And what I want to do is just bring it up in terms of perceived loudness. So when it transitions from that louder chorus into that bridge section, there's not such a drop in volume. It's a nice, smooth transition. And it's also going to help with that detail and that, that ear candy that I've got going on in there. So I'm using or rather I'm manipulating again macro dynamics. So it's just as a quick recap on macro dynamics, it's the loudness difference between sections of a song or cycle. And that's what we're manipulating in here. So in episode 104, we actually used clip gain automation to manipulate macro dynamics. And if you want a recap on the difference between macro dynamics and micro dynamics, and also just dynamic range in general, go check out episode 104. Here we are. Here is my mastering session in Reaper. I'm using my mastering template. I went through this process and I think it was episode 100. So go check that out, how to set up or create a mastering template. And I've got my mix, my final mix for Let You Go featuring Indigo on the master processor channel. I've got the effects turned off at the moment because I haven't done anything with that. But what I've done is I've rooted, so you can click on root on this track here and I've rooted the send to the macro compressor so if you're watching this on YouTube you can see it and then I've got this macro compressor channel here so I'm just going to solo that channel because I don't need to hear the master processor because I just want to hear what's going on with this macro compression auxiliary send channel and on this channel I've got my TDR Kotelnikov mastering compressor that you see here and I'm going to set a cycle region in the chorus leading into the bridge because that's where my true peak and max short-term LUFs are. Once again, if you want to know what those are, do go check out. I think it's episode 101 or episode 102. So in order to bring up that perceived loudness and that transition from loud to quiet and make it smoother, what I need to do in this louder section leading into this bridge and throughout the track in general really is I want a lot of gain reduction going on, somewhere around sort of minus 10 to minus 12. I want it to be transparent. So when 
this compressor is in, it's going to be in throughout the whole track, you're not going to hear it in those louder sections. So as sort of we're raising the gain at very low levels and it's going to contribute less to the total sounds as the signal gets louder. Okay, and so the threshold is probably going to be anywhere between sort of minus 30 to minus 50. It's going to be a ratio, usually with mastering, I look at sort of 1.5 to sort of 2.5 to 1. And it's going to be a relatively fast attack time for mastering. And it's going to be a relatively slow release because I want the release, I want it to be transparent. I don't want it to be heard. Okay, so here we go. Let's start setting our compressor. So we've got the TDR Katonikov compressor, which features as one of my five essential free mastering plugins in that guide I mentioned earlier. And I'm using free plugins, so it's accessible to everyone. But you can use this in any compressor. So here, we're only going to be using sort of the basic controls. There are other controls here that we can use, but I only want to use the basics for the time being. Threshold, the point at which the signal reaches that threshold is then when the compressor is going to kick in. The attack time, how quickly the compressor kicks in. The release time, how quickly it releases the compressor. And then ratio. So ratio is, for, for example, here I've got two to one. So for every two dB above the threshold, only one dB is going to be output. For example, if this goes above by 2 dB, it's only going to output 1. If it goes above by 4 dB, it's only going to output 2 dB and so forth. So a quick tip here. So when it comes to actually setting the attack times and the release times, I'm very scientific and pragmatic when it comes to this. And I like to use a compression time calculator tool. It's a really good starting point. Obviously, it doesn't mean because it says it's 31 milliseconds that I'm going to go verbatim 31 milliseconds, but it's a really good starting point if you're unsure where to begin with setting attack and release times of a compressor. And I'll put a link in the episode show notes to the website that I use to do this. So I've made a note of them here, anywhere from 16 milliseconds all the way up to 500 milliseconds. And I'm going to try all those when I'm setting my attack and release times. Okay, so let's give this a go. So uh, I've got my threshold here. I'm going to start with that. I'm going to play this section and I'm going to gradually increase this threshold until we get around sort of minus 10 to minus 12 dB of gain reduction. That's minus 20. That's minus 30. That's minus 40. That's minus 45. In fact, I'm going to put it at minus 40. Okay, so we've got minus 40 uh, in terms of threshold. I was going to say game reduction then. That'd be a lot. And game reduction sat approximately just under sort of minus 10. So now I'm going to play around with these attack times and these release times. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I, I want a relatively fast attack time. So I'm probably going to start with 16 milliseconds. And then I want a relatively, well, quite a long release. So I'm going to start at 250 and see how that sounds. Right, I'm going to put 31 milliseconds for the attack. Okay, I think I like 16. Uh, I'm going to try 167 milliseconds for the release. Remember, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm not just arbitrarily uh, picking these numbers. These are numbers that I've taken from the compression time calculator settings. So that's what I'm rolling with today. I think I'm going to roll with 250 milliseconds for the release. Yeah, 250 milliseconds for the release and then 16 milliseconds for the attack. I've got a threshold of minus 40 and a ratio of 2 dB. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to check this during the quieter section. And in the quieter section, what I want is sort of between minus 3 to minus 6 dB of gain reduction. So let's see how that's at. 
So it's hovering around minus five to minus six at the moment, but I think it's going to shoot up because it does get a bit louder now. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the threshold to minus 35. Let's bring that down a touch. Yeah, that looks quite good. Now let's do some makeup gain to compensate for that gain reduction. So when you're doing your gain compensation, it's important to AB with the compressor on and off because you want to get that level match. So that's what I'm doing here. So you, you might notice or rather hear slight changes in level until I get that gain, that compensation, that makeup gain just about right. Almost there. I'm just going to play it through one more time and I might use the output gain just to bring it down a touch. Okay, cool. So I'm happy with those compressor settings. So just as a recap, if you're not watching this on YouTube, I've got 16 millisecond attack. I've got 250 millisecond release. So really fast attack, really slow, relatively, well, quite slow release. Ratio of two to one, threshold set at minus 35 dB, makeup gaming of 5.2 dB. I've adjusted the output because I want to just, I want the makeup gain to be around that minus 5.2, but it just sounded a bit too loud. So then I'm using the output gain just to bring it down. Um, what I probably would do there if I had more time would be I'd look at the short-term lust for that and the perceived loudness when it comes to the output game. But I'm just going on what I hear right now. And uh, that's my compressor. You may also notice actually on the left that I've got a slope at 6 dB and that's set at 80 hertz. I just don't want the... What I'm doing there is I'm stopping the compressor being triggered by that low-end information. And that's why I've got that 6 dB slope at 80 hertz. So now what I'm going to do is this. I've got this soloed at the moment, this macro compression auxiliary send. So I'm going to unsolo it and I'm going to bring the fader down to zero. And I'm just going to play the bridge section without the macro compression. So this is without any compression whatsoever. And then I'm going to gradually bring the fader in until it sits about, so it's, it's just about there. It's just about audible and it's bringing up that perceived loudness. So let's give that a go. Okay, so I've brought, because if you're not watching this on YouTube, I've brought the fader up to about minus 15.3. So I had it about minus 13, and I thought it was just a bit too much. I brought it down to minus 15. So let's just play that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to turn, I'm going to mute the send, the macro compressor send, and then let's see how that sounds. In fact, we'll run through the whole bridge section and see what we have. Let's bring it up a touch, actually. That's without. So this is without any macro compression. And that's with upward compression. 
So once again, this is with the upward compression. And now I've turned it off. This is without again, still without. And now I've turned it back on. So there we go, it's quite subtle. I don't want it to be overbearing, but you can see I was just bringing up that perceived loudness. So what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna play it from the section before, and I want it to be almost transparent in this quiet, in this louder section, rather, not quieter section. And then, then I'm gonna go into the bridge and see how it sounds. So I'm just gonna play it from here and see what we have. So I'm gonna mute it so there's no upward compression, and then I'll unmute it and we'll see what it sounds like. So it's muted and let's play. Well, that's nothing. I'm going to unmute now. So it's probably a, maybe a touch. I can just hear it. So I'm going to bring it down a couple dB. And now let's hear it into the bridge. I think that sounds really nice. So that's minus 16 dB that upward compression macro compressor send I'm going to turn off the loop and go into the section afterwards see how that sounds I think that sounds really good. Man, Indigo's got such a nice voice. They're so ethereal. I absolutely love that. I hope you do too. Let me know what you think um, at Inside the Mix Podcast on Instagram. That voice is just so good. It suits this so well. I am biased. It is my own track, uh, but you may think differently. Also, let me know in the YouTube comments as well. But there we go. So what we've done there is we've used upward compression to help that transition from that louder chorus section into that bridge, okay? So let's do a recap of this entire process. I imported my final mix onto this master processor channel. I muted that channel, or rather, I then soloed the macro compressor or the upward compressor send. So I'm routing that master processor to an auxiliary send called macro, macro compression, and then I soloed that channel. I've got the TDR Katonikov free mastering plugin on there. Remember, do download my five essential free mastering plugins from synthmusicmastering.com. And here what I did, I wanted 12, well, between 10 and 12 dB of gain reduction in this louder section. Because remember, what we're trying to do is we want a smooth transition between the louder to the quieter section, which is macro dynamics. So I ended up with minus 40 dB. Be um, in terms of threshold. I had a 16 millisecond attack. Remember, we want a quite fast attack. 250 millisecond release. Remember, we want quite a slow release because I want it to be transparent. I've got a two to one ratio. Then I auditioned it in the bridge section. So that quieter section where I am trying to make it perceived to be louder. And there what I found was I changed the threshold to minus 35 because it was just a bit too much of game reduction. I left all the other settings as they are. I've got 5.2 dB in terms of makeup gain. And then I just adjusted the output gain by minus one dB. So then having set my compressor and happy with my settings, I then unsoloed the upward compression the macro compressor compressor channel, and I dropped it down to zero dB. I played the quieter section and I gradually brought it in and I had it set at around minus 15 dB because I just wanted it to be noticeable. I didn't want it to be overbearing. I was happy with that. And then I trialed it in the chorus section where it was louder and it just 
wasn't transparent enough for me. It was it was too audible. So then I dropped it down to about minus 16 dB and then we played it through and then we found that we had this really nice transition from the chorus to the bridge. To be fair, I only needed it to be really subtle because we pretty much nailed it in the mix, to be honest. I am biased, I mixed it myself, but we pretty much had it down. And that's what we did, folks. So that there is upward compression to control macrodynamics. So this episode, episode 105 and episode 104, you've got two options, clip game, or you can use upward compression. So give this a go in your own productions. Maybe you're gonna use clip gain, or you're gonna use upward compression, or you might use both, I don't know. But give it a go, let me know how you get on. Leave a comment on YouTube on the videos. Uh, if I missed anything, or you think anything could be improved, or you disagree with what I've done, um, please do let me know. It's a learning process for everyone. And uh, we are always learning, as it were. If you're listening to this on your podcast player of choice, please don't forget to hit subscribe. And also follow the podcast on Instagram at Inside the Mix Podcast and get in touch and let me know what you think. Are there any mastering topics that you would like covered? Or in general, are there any music production topics that you would like covered in the future? Because we've got a few more episodes on mastering and then we're going to move on to something different. And as always, before you go, I've mentioned it a few times, head over to synthmusicmastering.com and download my five essential free mastering plugins. And you can also click on the link in the episode description. Happy mastering, folks. Whoa, before you go, make sure to snag your free test master from Synth Music Mastering. Imagine enhancing your music with my steadfast dedication to quality and that personalized touch. And here's the kicker, it's absolutely free, no cost at all. Simply head over to synthmusicmastering.com or click the link in the episode description to claim your free test master.